0: I am definitely on a path to, to of, of of connecting to to to, God, to the God of my understanding, and to and to heal and to cut away all the cut
1: all away the bullshit. It's not me who's keeping Shabbos; it's Shabbos who's keeping me. Like I really felt during it very intensely that Shabbos protected me, protected my family. We don't have to evolve the, the
0: Torah. We don't have to evolve the teachings. It's those who are, who are teaching it. It's those who are who are passing it on. That has to
1: evolve. God gave you free choice. Literally, that's what it says over and over without Judaism. God gave you free choice. And somehow, a bunch of people want
0: to take it away from you. Like, I want to keep Shabbos. I want to choose Shabbos. Not because it's cool and it's comfortable. My kids are in a school and they won't be in that school if they didn't keep Shabbos. Like, I don't, that's not the life I want to live.
1: Welcome to the In Search of More podcast. I am your host, Ellie Nash. Join me weekly on my quest for more, more from myself and more from this world. We'll see you on the other side. All right, I'm sitting here with Mayor Kay. Mayor, welcome to the In Search of More podcast. Thank you, Ellie. Grateful to be here, man. (laughs) Wow. Bringing the energy. Yeah, man. Okay, so we just walked out of, um, it's my second breathwork session with you. We did it out back, 35, 40 people here. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, Yeah, great, great
0: community, great, uh, yeah, we're a great container. And the space that you have, I know you do a lot of ceremonies there, and it's the second time. We had a mix of people from all backgrounds, Um, a lot of of Orthodox, a lot of people from from community people who are so orthodox who aren't in between yeah. and figuring it out. Um and it was special. Really, really, really special. Really deep, really special.
1: And very powerful for me. So mm. Yeah, I'm happy know. to hear that. Yeah. I mean both us both the um ceremonies we did together have been very powerful, but the first one I thought maybe got lucky. <laughs> a fluke. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> Come on, there case no one shot wonder man. I no, I'm no, consistent. I show you
1: not sure not that was <laughs> solid. That was solid. Thanks. And I've been and not only for me, I saw the I mean what was going on. There was a lot of people who had very, very, very powerful ceremonies and the we really see the shift is when people come in like kind of the, right, the energy ultimate, revived, little, right? yeah. and then afterwards and it's like wow just blossoming opening all we especially is when breathe. the
0: people who are like coming like, hey i came in with like a lot of like social anxiety or came in like feeling this and then they come out they're like speaking their chest is out they're looking making eye contact right and um and i've I've mentioned this to you but i've, I've done this now quite a few times and I'm still quite—I'm still shocked. Like I'm there, I create the container, I'm facilitating, and yet I'm still surprised at the end of this session. At the end of the session, how deep this can go. What people are sharing with me or with the group, what's being released, what they recognize for themselves—they're reconnecting with their inner child. They're—they're they're forgiving themselves or perhaps a parent. They're connecting, they're having a spiritual experience, or meeting God for the first time, all through I mean, just their
1: breath. Breath—it's nuts. Yeah. Right. It's witnessing miracles. Yeah. I had a miraculous, I think, life-changing experience. <laughs> really. You're vibrating, yeah. Elliot. seeing you inside the
0: room was, wow, geschmack. And uh, even now, maybe it's also the cold
1: plunge we just did, but we're, yes, we're yeah. definitely vibrating. Yeah, we're doing a lot of different medicines. Yeah. Water, breath. What, what do you make of that? It's like the in search of more, right? My search has taken me to a lot of different places. Yeah. And to find things like breath and water. <laughs> <laughs> like that, this is the stuff we're using in that's it to back me. to the basics man
0: I mean so that's it's always in our own backyard and I think um, yeah it's always in our own backyard in the sense of and this is the old classic you know um, and this could be a segue of you know why go do X Y and Z how long will the breath work, you know, the, the cynics or people who are close to me, like, how long is breath work going to stay in your life for? Or, like, why are you going and studying or meditating on a rock? We have it in the We yeah. have it here. Right. And we have it in our own backyard. And that's where I'm getting to is, like, and, and, this, and it's true, 100%. So our own
1: backyard, true. kind of the Jewish backyard, you're saying. Yeah. The, right, yeah, the Chabad backyard. The Chabad
0: backyard, yeah. It's, it's all here. Like, why search anywhere else? What do you need to search for? It's, it's all here. It's been passed down. People sacrificed for it. Um and and with that comes a lot of like shame, guilt. I'm doing something wrong. Why? What? Why am I not getting it right?
1: Um, also, you're uh, saying for you yourself. Yeah, me personally. I only speak for myself. So that voice is still in your head while you're doing this stuff. Long hair, fish shirt on. <laughs> you're still thinking. Shout out to my fish fans. <laughs> you're still wondering. Uh, you're still doubting yourself as in why am I? Why am I doing this? Why am I, Why couldn't I find it all in the Jewish books? Um, that's a great question. I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily going there. I was just like sort of speaking
0: about the idea of like having, it's like the breath and water. It's all in our own backyard. And, and that, that is something that, and I was just using that as an example, but to answer you, um, yes, at times I still, I still have a voice. I still have a voice within me that still judges me that I'm not doing it the right way. The right way. The, the right right, way. right. Quote, unquote, the right way. Now I also have, think, got a lot of, um, awareness, growth, and healing to recognize, there's no such thing as right way there's the way that I'm on the path that I'm on now, right, and curious enough it, it does bring me you know in a, in a way back to full circle i'm not maybe on the outwit and the out looking out in doesn't look like I'm perhaps um anywhere closer, perhaps only further away from what I was brought up to what my backyard may look like, right the teachings mm-hmm. the traditions um I never thought I'd be sitting here without my Yamaka talking to you on this podcast. I never Ish- thought I'd
1: be sitting here with my Yamaka.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny. Like, you know, the the, the, you know, the tables have turned in that way. And um, and also I could like look you in the eye and anybody else and say that I am I feel closer to Hashem, to God, my higher power, source, universe, whatever you want to put in the blank. Um, and I feel healthier and happier and um, more connected uh, than ever before. So yeah, these these things do work for me. So I, I'm just leaning more into that. This this is what works for me. This is what
1: works for me. So is there is there a, a personal barometer that you know? Hey, this is working. This is not working. And let me elaborate on that question because you grew up Orthodox, Chabad, saying, "Oh, we have all the tools here." I imagine that they're talking about I don't know Hasidus, right? Chassidists. We have all the tools here. Yeah. Tanya. So, yeah. So when you were using those tools, like where were you at? And what was it that said? Let me search for more. And how do you know you found it? That's I mean, what is that barometer? What is that? Oh, okay. I'm feeling joy. I'm feeling pleasure. I'm feeling purpose. What is it that you say? This is good. This is not good.
0: Um, one of which is I don't want to kill myself. Cool. You right, know, that's, like, pretty big that's a good deal. Like, yeah. I, I want to be alive. I am mean, the, that literally, literally, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, this is a real is honest conversation here. Yeah. I, I've had um, suicidal ideations in the past. I've, I've thought about it. Um, I've, I've, I've been in such deep pains where I, that's where my, my, my brain went to. And that's how I was going to deal with the discomfort that I was in. I was very, very deeply depressed. Something I talked about on Mic Drop. Mm-hmm. Thank you
1: for giving me that, that that platform back then. Yeah, that's where we met. We kind of met a few times before, but that's where we really got to know each other. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. for sure. And um, and so, like, I, I it was very dark places. And you know what's funny? I'm going to put a pin right there. What's funny, what's coming up for me right now is that I'm already in my mind hearing the voices of, like like, people close to my life or people parents or their teachers are like yeah but you never really gave it a real shot (laughs) you never really if you learned more if you if then you wouldn't have you know and like as if i'm right now blaming the system maybe i am a bit right um and also um it just it just wasn't a fit for me and uh and i also also have been able to let go slowly still have it in there that's not my fault like i was 13 to 16 to 17 years old Mm -hmm. It wasn't my fault that I didn't connect with the the, the schooling system. Um, and so I just didn't connect. And so in that space, I got very depressed. I got really sad. Um, as that developed, as I get older, that only manifests and goes deeper and grows deeper roots. So then that leads to even darker thoughts and like even to places right. of wanting to just like stop the pain. In that period of my life too, what's coming up a lot for me through therapeutic work, through plant medicine, through breath work is the pattern of aloneness. So even though I was very much um, uh, supported physically and had a lot of support, thank God. And, and my parents did you know, pick, pull me out of, uh, out of yeshiva three, four weeks in, my first yeshiva out of nine. But they saw there was an issue. I was not eating. I wasn't making eye contact. I was, I was depressed. So they did the next thing right thing. They brought me to therapy. Um, but there was a lot of bouts of time in, in during that period of time
1: where I was just alone. And that aloneness um, was not good for me. So I want to go back to one point you said, where you're saying you're imagining people saying things, which means they've said it before, right? Like it's becoming it becomes our own thoughts of yet, yeah, just because you didn't, you didn't do it right, mm, yeah, right, and that's why um, it wasn't there. And it's just funny to me that we can blame the kid in that equation. Meaning, you have a school, you have parents, you have a community, and you have a 13 year old kid. Mm. and somehow the message that's given when the kid is not where he wants to be, where anyone wants him to be, right? He's not happy, he's not fulfilled, he's not joyful, he's not purposeful, and you're mentioning even things like severe depression, suicidal ideation, and somehow the language could be used of, this is your fault for not getting it. Yeah. And it can be used so often, and so, I don't know, forcefully is the right word, that you can repeat it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, it becomes yeah. your own voice. Like, oh, what's wrong belief. with
0: me? Why can't I get it? Yeah, And that's like, I mean, that's like, I think psychology 101, when the child doesn't feel safe in their home, if their parents not taking, their caregiver is not taking care of them, they feel like they're the mistake, right? They have, and then they have to appease themselves because they're, that's the survival mechanism. If the parent doesn't take care of them, if they don't fit the box, whatever that may be, then, um, then they'll die. So I think, yeah, for me, it was, I definitely put pr- 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 it on myself. I felt something was wrong with me um, or I didn't fit in, and that only drilled in more right. and more after every yeshiva I went to, every new school that I went to, which was, like I mentioned, nine throughout my you know, six years of high school. So it was a lot of moving around, a lot of, a lot of shifting around. Um, yeah.
1: And Do you remember when you said, was there a point you said, okay, I'm not finding it in the books, I'm not finding it here in this system, and let me look. Let me look elsewhere. In More podcast has a sponsor, officially. OKClarity.com is the place for anyone in the Jewish community, whether you're from, not from, religious, not religious, all that's cool, to find a therapist, psychiatrist, coach, nutritionist, anyone in the wellness space. So this ad is both for those people looking for any of the above. Find the right one. You can go on their website. Scroll through their choices. If you don't find someone, they have a concierge service. Reach out to them, describe the issue, and they will help you. I've recommended many people their platform and have only heard good things. If you're a wellness professional, I also recommend joining the directory. They will get you business if you're good at what you do. Okay, Clarity also has an amazing WhatsApp status. Check them out there. We'll post a link, their website, WhatsApp, in our emails, and wherever you're watching this in the show notes. Check him out and let him know the In Search More podcast sent you. Start
0: so for with. a while, yeah, for, for a while, I, I was able to, like, stay in, in the system. I had friends, social scene, um, take on – a lot. I learned a lot about, you know, what it means to perform right. <laughs> and to uh, make friends or to uh, – and also learned the knowledge. And I also did learn and picked up certain, you know, certain studies during my time there. Where I really thrived was the outreach, which was, like, working with people, programs – facilitating like the uh, Jewish outreach. Yeah. The Jewish outreach, yeah. like Shabbos meals, um, holidays, Passover setters, Pesach seders around the world. I thrived in that creating, uh, creative ideas and, uh, programs to bring to the teens and adults. I love that. Um, but I, that was okay for me. Like I, I wasn't really on a search for more spirituality. Like I, I didn't, looking back at it now from my perspective, where I, where I, what I believe is my higher power with God, I didn't have that. Back then. It was just really... You didn't have what? I didn't have God. I didn't have right. God. I didn't have a connection. So um, it was just what people did. I was part of a system. And uh, and it felt comfortable. And it's what we did. So we went to high school. Then we're doing a year of outreach. And then we go to smicha. Right. Get my
1: biblical degree. And, and those um, things, when you're doing the outreach, you felt a certain... It was a joy. It was, ex- it was exciting. I was being and creative. A good acceptance from people. Yeah, and acceptance. Hey, you at this.
0: Yeah, I'm good at it. And I enjoyed it. And, and I did. I enjoyed it. And I loved it. And I loved the connections I was making in the different communities I was with. And I loved um, tapping into these talents that I had around creating and and, exper- and and creating spaces for people to be entertained and to learn. Right. And I, like, I loved it all but it wasn't like a real tangible connection with, with Hashem and Tyra. And like, no, I think it was just like I was on this wave, I was flowing. And I also knew how to do that. I also knew how to like, also go out and party, you know, right. and like go dancing and have fun. And when I traveled the world to, you know, even and even after I my semi left, I got my rabbinical degree. I did a one-way ticket to China, Nepal, India, Cambodia. This, I did seven months by myself. And these are like some highlights where people go to learn and to seek spirituality. It wasn't for me. I wasn't like on a seeking journey to learn about spirituality and go learn meditation. Like I was more about experiences. And uh, for me, I was also experienced. I was after adventure. Like I was just a curious guy. I think I've always been curious asking questions a colorful guy just love people and cultures. so i've read books i watched movies growing up so i was i was to have the opportunity to, as a young adult to go and like experience the places that i've read about let's go right um it happened to be yes was a, when i was in india i went to rishikesh and i did some yoga there and i sat down to hear some teachings from different like gurus and whatnot it was cool and it was exciting, but I didn't feel like, okay, here I am, I'm going, send you know. No, it was great. And then I moved on to the next thing and I had the next adventure. Like it was and it was all great. Looking back at it now from the space of a young thirty year old, I um From a young what? Young thirty year old. Okay. Looking back at it from a young thirty year old, I would say that I I was seeking something. I was, you know, something that I was looking for.
1: Right. There was a seek that was driving, a search that was driving search that was happy. But you weren't in touch with that.
0: I wasn't in touch with it. And as well as, there was also a lot of shame and, and whatnot there. Cause on this journey too, um, I wasn't necessarily – I wasn't, like, keeping uh, kosher. I wasn't necessarily keeping Shabbos to the, to the full extent of you – know. But outwardly, outwardly you still – Yeah, when I came back, yeah, I would. And I'd have this ba- dance between. and have shame and guilt about it. I would come back home, and then I would take it on and, and then feel good about it. It was just what, what I did, and it's what I did. And I didn't even really think twice about it. But there was something always gnawing at it and looking at it and and feeling it. And I right now, as I share this, I do have a certain level of um, vulnerability uh, – I'm so sure. I have a certain want to hold back, like a bit. discomfort, a discomfort around it, because I don't think. I think from the extent of what people are seeing on social media, and is uh, maybe I'm jumping ahead. Jump. Um, huh? Jump ahead. All right, no. Um, I, mean, I mean, okay. I'm just trying to linear here, but like, yeah, I, I suppose like it's it's been a journey right now to be able to just show up as I am. All right, as I am. And uh, and I'm always. It's so interesting as I share this, Ellie. Um, the voice. Yeah, I
1: can see. I can see like the mental gymnastics. Yeah, right. It's amazing how deep the. Um, it's it's amazing how deep I want to say like religious programming is, but before I go there around religious programming because I've I've been you know part of that also and my journey has been. You know, someone who's religious may resent the fact that I even use the term religious programming. Like, oh, what are you saying? How can right. you talk about it in that way? And I'm talking about that at the same time that I'm saying, not only saying, I'm demonstrating that I'm, closer, I'm coming closer and closer to Judaism. You know, we've had some of those conversations yeah. offline while you've been here, is that, yes, some of my path in this In Search of More has been a lot more of connection to, to Judaism. And during the breath work, man, I had such a deep appreciation for the way... Um, like one way I would say the way Shabbos protected me in some way that was what it was. You know, thinking about like this home and the space we're in, and that mm. um, that's the that space where where we held the ceremony. So just before I got this home, and uh, um, I s- decided to start keeping Shabbos, and all my family, my 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 wife, you know, hasn't completely gotten on board, and my kids, obviously you know, I I haven't, I've been pushed in that way. It was just kind of, Hey, I'm, I'm starting on this and you know, what everyone wants to do. But with that, we still started doing, you know, Shabbos meals and Shabbos experiences. And then, then also, you know, as part of this, I've been on the healing path. So that's also been part of it, like a breathwork ceremony, um, and, and such happening in these places. And I'm thinking like, wow, what, if I had this space, before these things, at a different point in my life, I would have misused it. I would have attracted a lot of um, potentially very negative, negative things into my life. The extreme example was, you know, I've spoken a lot about my sex addiction. Imagine having this space with an addiction, just like an addiction like that. So mm-hmm. Shabbos is, I connected to it strongly on, on the breath work, how it's so awesome that about two months before I got this space, I incorporated that into my life. And how much that's been a um, a protection is the best word, you know. I understood for the first time when we say it's not wasn't it's not me who's keeping Shabbos; it's Shabbos who's keeping me. Like I really felt during it very intensely that Shabbos protected me, protected my family, and brought was allowed to use this powerful container mm. to hold. Um, I say powerful container like a big home, a spacious home that can attract a lot of people and a lot of different things can be done in that space. And because Shabbos was around it, preparing to, unwinding from, and, you know, yeah. kind of in the middle, it's, for the most part, has been a, a beautiful source of blessing in, in my home, even if in its maybe more limited form in the fact that I chose to do it and some my family has, has not jumped aboard. So I'm saying with that, I'm still talking about religious programming. I just wanted to give it, I'm still using a term, um, a term, like that right does that does that term religious programming does that land for you just how difficult it is to that it to call it religious programming is that
0: yeah i mean it's 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 beyond this yeah religious programming but it bleeds into like lifestyle or life programming it's like what's it's not separate it's one and the same um so it's really frightening and scary um to say no to that life or to decide to think for oneself and to act on oneself it's like oh you know judaism is all about asking the questions but what happens when you ask the questions (laughs) and you don't you know like the answers or you you decide to keep asking the questions and go on your own journey it's very it's very tough i find that the um it's it's i'm not for myself only there's plenty of um kids out there taking their lives unfortunately Right. right um who are don't fit in or don't Feel like they're loved and accepted because of their religious choices or the choices they make around non-rel being religious. Um, I'm not a voice for those kids uh, or for those teens or for those adults. I just know for myself. Thank God, I'm just being conscious in real time how much I want to be
1: liked by the listeners. I want. I want. And you're associating that with some sort of religious acceptance.
0: Yes. Like I want. I'm just noticing even now. Like I'm the, the the internal battle of how honest I want to be of where I'm at, which I'm being honest is just like, I still, even as much work as I have is just like, I still want, I still want them to like me as who I think they are, who I am. And, you know, and, and the lineage and the parents, the grandparents that give up their lives and <laughs> all this stuff goes through my mind. And. You, you feel like
1: there'll be a lack of acceptance from others hearing that.
0: Yeah. And it's been expressed to me, to my face on, on social media. Um, a lot of disappointment, a lot of sadness. Um,
1: that you've um, moved away from it. That I moved away. But you know what I heard in your story? Mm. So I heard that even in the best of your experiences, which was the Jewish outreach, you were doing it for acceptance, but you didn't feel God. And that's the tragedy. Like That's the ridiculous tragedy of it all, yeah. is that you can sit there in an, envir- in an environment created, curated, cultivated by people who want nothing like almost nothing more and nothing less than you having a relationship with God. And they miss it like that. Right. And that's missed. And then you start breathing and then you find and you find God there. Right. And that's the tragedy. And that's what I think, you know, when I asked you what the barometer is for when you're finding, when you're finding it and when you're not finding it, it's, Hey, I'm doing this, but it's not working so I'm not going to do as much of that, or I'm doing this and it's working, so I'm going to do more of that. I almost heard in your answer finding God. If I'm not finding it, like if I'm not experiencing God in this, yeah, then why do more of that? But if I am, then hey, do more of that.
0: Yeah, and I think what, I, yes, and and uh, I I. I for a while, I, I was able to run that run that take of just like, I don't necessarily need the God component, but like everything else around it is cool. It's feeding me. I'm able to tap into my creativity and my friend group and my community and people are happy and it's okay. And like, okay, maybe it's eating a little bit outside and like, who am I? And like living a two-faced life for a bit, like, you know, being what looks like orthodox on right. the outside and, and having that battle, not to say like I was malicious about it or like I was, I think many people could, I could speak for myself, where I was just b- dancing between the two. Like I would do a bunch of, you know, things that, I, I, what I thought I believed in, but also was not fulfilling me spiritually or something was eating at me and where I was making choices that were against those beliefs or those values. And I was like, wait, what am I? Who am I? As I became more of an adult and living more independently, moving out my parents' house and just having more freedom. I'm like, oh, wait, let me just, where do I fall? And then that's where my search continued. And then it came to a place where I realized, oh, wait, I have to, for my choice, had to throw everything out, the baby and the bathwater. All right? All of it. The religion. You threw out
1: the baby in the bathwater, but you haven't thrown out the programming. But we'll get to that. We'll yeah, we'll get to that. that okay. okay, so you have right. to throw out the baby in the bathwater. Yeah. I threw out the
0: baby in the bathwater and um, to start from ground zero. Because anytime I try to have, like, okay, but I'll keep this, but not that. It just, it just wasn't working. Like, what, what am I doing this all for? And so then the real seeking had to happen. Like, it, my, my, my life came to a place where I was just in a really deep depression
1: and really alone and just, like, tapped out. So I just had to, like, let it all go. Right. And and, I, I think this is the difference between religion and God. Even while you're saying this, there's a form, it sounds like you feel like you have to justify your decisions. Like, I was in a place where I was yeah. suicidal. <laughs> and because it was so bad, therefore I threw out the bay with bathwater. No, it wasn't freaking working. That's yeah. not, It wasn't working. So why should I keep trying? And this idea, I think that's the difference between God and religion. This idea that it works and just keep doing it because it works. And if I've done it, then it worked. Meaning, there can't be anything better than it because I've done it and it has to work. So it's like the circular reasoning that's religion. It's just, it's outrageous because you can find so much pain and so, so many problems. And the someone will feel like they only have a right to look outside of it because of something serious. Like suicide or suicidal ideation it's crazy yeah it goes to that to that place yeah like that's that's yeah, that's the reason right that's what it feels like i mean that's why i call it programming because it's like mayor here's this is going to work for you for your life this is going to give you meaning purpose and fulfillment and like, but i don't feel it oh you do you do uh, no i don't right no i actually don't right or- but that's because you're doing it wrong do it wrong or do it this way and there's other books and study this and study with that person and it's like the conclusion has started before the search it feels to me like if I told you Coke is the best soda but you can't drink Pepsi but I promise it's the best soda yeah I promise it's the best soda and Pepsi's bad for you it'll kill you if you do it but Coke is the best (laughs) and I'm really really scared if you drink Pepsi yeah and yeah I feel like that's that that was definitely a lot
0: of it how whether it was intentional or not how it was taught you know, at least to me. So you know, there, I think there were very various things that came in. Whether it was like this is the way, and don't look there, or don't do that, or you know, not not explaining it right, or just being passed down in a way that this is what we did, and this is what we do, and this is what brings happiness. And look at all those people; they're not happy. Look at those people who aren't religious or aren't Jewish; they're not as happy. Or um, just like making God into like more of a punishing God and a rewarding God. Like all that just worked until it didn't work. And right. so, and, and that's and that took a lot of time to deprogram. I, I mean, I, it, sounds like it's still taking time because I'm still It is seeing, taking time yeah. and you're catching me in this podcast and you're catching me right now in, in my process. Like right. this is in my process and so I think what I'm learning to do is give myself grace and those who are closest to me get it. They know, my, they know a bigger part of my story than obviously like seeing, a, you know, seeing me right. one day with the yarmulke and one day not. Um, but yeah, there's, I'm, I'm definitely in it. I don't have it, all the answers figured out but I'm, I am seeking very deeply and with passion. I almost always think about God and the existence of God or not God more often than most people. Right. I would say like I'm thinking about him all the right. time. I'm, yeah. I'm working around yeah. it. I'm, I'm, I'm devoting my energy and time into it. Um, and, and to, and to get built closer, I'm not looking for an easy way out. Um, I'm really stepping into the fire to, to, to uncover, discover, and to like excavate all the different pain and the different stories right. and the, and the beliefs. So I could, choose it for myself like i want to keep shop so i want to choose shop it's not because it's cool and it's comfortable and my kids are in a school and they won't be in that school if they didn't keep shop like i don't that's not the life i want to live i didn't get married young at 22 and you know i'm not stuck in that thank god so if i have this freedom to do that let me come around to it and god, and i don't know maybe i'll be in a, you know the time someone listens to this podcast in a year i'll have a maybe i won't right. but i'm but i'm i'm definitely on a path to, to of 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 connecting to, to to God, to the God of my understanding, and to and to heal and to cut
1: away all the cut all away the bullshit. Right. It feels to me the more I connect with um, even my own Judaism, I would say that it, it feels to me like so much of that stuff. It's not like it got it wrong. It's not like it missed it. It like did it. It twisted it like to the opposite. A lot of the messages, not only didn't describe it correctly it described it exactly the opposite (laughs) of what it should be and i'll give you one example i think that when you think of human beings it's one of the gifts is that we have free choice and then how many people who are given positions of authority do everything they could to program the little minds Mm -hmm. of the people they have to eliminate free choice and that's really freaking sad you should i think if you eventually do choose to add things like shabbos or other stuff Um, and some which I have and some which I haven't and things like that at any point in time I think it should come from a place of of free choice—that's the beauty. Yeah. It's like God gave you free choice, literally. That's what it says over and over throughout Judaism. God gave you free choice, and somehow a bunch of people want to take it away from you.
0: Yeah, I think this. Is, I mean, it's, it's it's all taught from fear, right? We, we, I think it's also like a disbelief, like that the the kids or the people will choose that and they and trust that the that we the, or the next generation will will choose that in their free choice, so rather allowing it to be a, a beautiful, wholesome place of love of expression. It's more of like. Grasping and like you said, like we have the best pizza shop, but don't eat anywhere else. Like, if right. We have the best pizza <laughs> shop, like, yo, go, cool. Right, like, pizza is, there's pizza shops everywhere. We have the best All pizza, right. and, and let me show you why we have the best pizza. And, and express it with love and compassion. And even so, let's say there's a soul within the 17 kids or the, or the four kids that you have, is a, one of those kids still doesn't want your pizza, doesn't want your religion to, to allow for, for, the, for the family and for the community. Which is known. I'm now giving a little nod to the Chabad okay. community, which is so known with outreach and thriving outreach. It's so shocking when when people who are on the other side, who are about shuvahs where people who aren't religious, are shocked to hear of the inreach that doesn't really much exist. It and doesn't. It, it doesn't really exist. Doesn't. And there's and there's some great people out there creating you know programs out there for that now. Um, because we are seeing the death that's happening around it and the and dysfunctions that are happening and t- we don't want to look at that but it's like no like what about that inreach? like why can't we just also like sh- bring back that compassion and acceptance and love in- into-, into someone who did wear a yarmulke and not wearing a yarmulke and be okay and like and, and so, love them so what do
1: you make of it how do you think this, this developed do you use the term um, fear it's like fear driven like where do you think that that came from I mean, I, I definitely believe it's generational. Um, in what sense? I mean, anyway, I know the way I would want to teach my kids. We, is from love. You know, you, right. Like, well, yeah. What other message? Where did, where did we go wrong that we're saying, hey, if you don't do this, you're going to burn in hell. And yeah, of course, someone's not going to arrive at it in the, in the healthiest way. Like, why do,
0: Yeah, why I, they, they I went there? I mean, I'm no, I'm no historian and, and, and whatnot, but again, going back into it, I think there was this element, of look, looking back into my own family tree, there was a lot of, you know, living for your life. There was a lot of survival mechanism, right? We know about in Russia, KGB, this is what we had and this is what we had to die for. And so, A, there was this physical fear associated with, associated with it. Then, of course, there was this fear about coming to America, Right? Like not to, America's no different. We right. gotta keep it going. And I'm actually now just riffing it and, and also thinking about it in the past is that coming America's no different. Okay, now we have to grasp it. We can't we can't let it go. You know, and there's all these horror stories about people coming and shaving off the beard and and ch- choosing certain lifestyles, and I think there was a certain, like, we have to keep it tight, and there's a certain survival mechanism, we have to stay insular, we have to stay tight. Um
1: right. if we these, don't deliver the message in this way. If we don't, it won't, it won't survive. It won't survive. I mean, it's just literally a survival strategy.
0: It's a survival strategy, and also those who survived, those who, who came from, like, let's say from my case, Russia, to to, to America— they're, they're a different breed. I mean, just the way they were taught, just the way they they showed up in life, it was very black and white. There was no such thing as breathwork and therapy and plant medicine back then. Like, there was no processing one's feelings in that sort of way. Uh, the way things were taught, it was one book around 17, you know, I heard a story about a kid who was able to just read the sitter sideways because there was only one book and it was, four, you know, 14 kids around. Right. That's how we learned how to read from the side. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was just it was a different world that we grew in. So, transferring now to this new world of a lot more expansion, abundance, freedom, it's scary because okay you could lose you know and there's there's all these choices now back then there was no choice there was choice in the shtetl right um, so I think that it, those those mechanisms of teaching also was passed down. So there wasn't any evolving. I know we get scared when we say about evolving and evolution. These are scary words around religion because we can't. This is, you know, how it is. But that? No, no one's saying about evolving the religion, evolving our personalities, expanding our consciousness, expanding our, our capacity to love and to teach and to hold. There was no there was no space for all that. So I, don't, I think we don't have to evolve the, the Torah. We don't have to evolve the teachings. It's those who are, who are teaching it. It's those who are, who are passing it on. That has to evolve. That has to evolve.
1: Right. I, we did a podcast a little bit ago, an interview with um, this guy, Rabbi Daniel Bortz, and he used the term something like that fixed on, I don't know, maybe the content of it, but flexible on the form, if I remember correctly. Some, something like that, where he's saying, you know, the Torah is called, the Torah is called the living Torah, right? Mm-hmm. Suggesting that, it's um, it's living. It's, it's dynamic. There's something about it that it doesn't need to be changed, but the environment changes, and the plug-in is a, little bit, is a little bit different. So you think about in an environment maybe like Russia, so some of these, you don't even need the fear-based tools. It just is, right? It's kind of natural. So yeah. everyone kind of gravitates and sticks together. And then the fear that as you go into a more free society, okay, let me say whatever I could to scare people from going in the other direction. So you start with these fear tactics. So most likely, I, mean, I would think just naturally, in those environments like Russia, I don't know that they would need the fear tactics. Also- as, it was like you said, as they came here, they were worried, oh shoot, we're going to lose it because now they see all this freedom. But now, so many people have gone there, the world is open, a lot of people see these things, the scare tactics aren't working. Right. Right. So it's got to be from.
0: The, there was a common. There was a common a, enemy back in Russia. And it was visible. And it was real. It was knocking on your door. KGB, the government. Right. Here it was more elusive. We didn't know who are they. It's it's right. it's it's, it's, a, it's a culture. It's it's a people. It's this new country. But we couldn't really point at it. Right. It's the television. It's the radio. It's it's you know. And yeah. so I think we were grasping at the heels and trying to figure it out. And then, you know, having a leader having a leader of the Rebbe, and then like, you know, people running with that. And then this, of course, after deciding what everything means and like, um, so I think it just, it it made everybody sort of run for the races and try to grasp as things were happening in real time. And so there was no real, um, conversation around, wait, let's actually pause for a minute. Like what, how, how can we still keep what is important to us? And, you know, Torah tradition, I mean, hug him, all the things, but, and also, like, let's look at this, this new generation that was born in America. It's not the whole, oh, tough, you know, um, people of Russia. It's just not. It's a different, it's a different generation. It's a different mindset and, and bodies and and DNAs. I'm sure there's more sophisticated language to use around that, but it's a whole different programming, and yet we're still trying to put the old program into this new program. You know, it just doesn't work.
1: Right, and and the fact of the matter is is that your story is not – Incredibly unique. My story is not incredibly unique. Of being raised in that system, yeah. Um, all of the professionals and experts having their um, their opportunity to influence me, influence you at the youngest ages, youngest of ages, for hours a day, mm-hmm. and you came to the conclusion that life isn't worth living. I came to the conclusion that if God exists, I hate him. I mean, that's pretty. Like I said, we're, I don't think we're, we're that unique in it. So there's a lot of people going through this, and then they're giving you the feedback on it. Like, hey, yeah, it's, not, right. it's not landing. And, and then some of the people who are giving this feedback, and this is most interesting, are those who, when they go off on their own search, eventually you find out that they are the most earnest in their search, quite um, quite spiritual, quite willing to uh, work hard to develop a relationship with God attributes that you think would be work very well in a, in a religious community, but for whatever reason, they're kind of, if you, you felt very little room, right? You felt acceptance in a very narrow, you didn't feel acceptance. You felt that certain, some of your skills were accepted, but you yourself didn't feel accepted. Yeah.
0: I didn't feel accepted or anytime there was uh. Yeah, there wasn't also any breath or maybe space for the doubts and for the fears and for, like, you know, to to expand and to, and to play with it. And um and also maybe the idea of even, like, yeah, maybe letting go. Like, maybe, you know, I held on to this for so long, so it's happening now, but I, I've sat with it for a while. And I think people, I've met people in their 50s, you know, who have grandkids who decide to, like, okay, now is the time for me to, like, really explore. So I am grateful. To let go of what? To let go of of to let go of, of how they're, they're, they're they raised, right. they're, Yeah. The religion yeah. or how they're showing up. And like, you know, something, usually something tragic happens in their life or something painful happens where they're like, you know, COVID shook up the world, you know, something happens in someone's right. life and it's like, okay, no more of this. Like, and, um, not to say that like the, the, a religious living mayor is not my true mayor. Like, I don't know where, where my path now is going to go. I know what's led me to here. Um, and yet, um, I feel that it's, it's, it, to to put anybody into a box at this, at this point to look at me and say, okay, this is okay. Now this is what mayor is right now, or this is who I am right now is unfair because it's, it's, well, I guess anybody could do whatever they want, but for me, it's, I'm, it's a continuous
1: journey. Right. I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit because I'm like, I, I've sat in many people's spaces. Right? They've had the opportunity to to create a space and said, okay, I'm going to um, educate you, entertain you, teach you for the next couple of hours. And you did that tonight here, right? Where you said, okay, like allow me to use this space and I'm going to... It's a combination of education and entertainment that you do, right? Which <laughs> entertainment maybe is education. Yeah. Also, just in a more subtle way, and what I was left with was a very, very, very profound, life-changing experience, so meaning rabbis have had the opportunity, teachers have had the opportunity to influence me for a couple of hours, and you have had on two occasions, and I, I found incredible, incredible transformation, and the type of stuff, I mean, I spoke about Shabbos for goodness sake, like you talk- <laughs> <laughs> you didn't mean to. All you did was yeah. teach me how to breathe. Right. But in the process, it gave me such an appreciation for, wow, like like this has protected me. This has protected me in some way. And it's I don't know that I could have come to that place of gratitude for Shabbos. I don't even know if you know what I'm talking about. You're probably hearing me say these words, oh, protected me. What are these words? I, I know if I would have heard a few years ago, I would have said, okay, you're just repeating some crap. No, I really felt it so intensely. Like, wow, to have this home and two months before, I had made the decision to, in my way, like put my phone away in Shabbos and just experience it in a different way. Mm. And realizing in the breathwork with you how different my life would have been and what the what my family would have gotten from this place without that. I, I didn't get that in a class about Shabbos, right? That, yeah. You're not giving yourself enough credit about your process and yeah. what people are getting. I saw real, real healing and transformation in there, and this idea that. Um, some, someone would say, this is the way. This is the way to do it. But no one's feel not no one, but so many people are going through that and they're not feeling it. And then you took 35, 40 people through an experience and I think every single one will come out a better person. I, I, don't, I honor the search. Like, what is? Why do you feel the need to, to, justify, to, to justify this? Put yourself side by side with a rabbi and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. You do a test. You'll put them in my room for two hours. You'll put them in your room for two hours. And let's see what happens based on objective metrics of what we both can agree is good for humanity, good for the Jewish people, good for whatever you want to say. And I think that over and over, I'm not talking for every single rabbi, but many of the ones that you're getting in your head about that they're going to judge you or not accept you. I I think that people who came in would give you the feedback that that experience was. More transformational and uh, positive for them in ways that I think would comport with Judaism would match would be what Judaism wants.
0: One hundred percent. I yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. You're right, and I think you said it eloquently. And yes, there's a tinge of 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 doubt or 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 within me, and it's because your cat I am in right now in the process, right, and I of. Where there are these there I still have these voices inside me i still I'm still clearing that out, but through my actions and how I show up day to day, I am very much one hundred percent certain that this is my path, and I have no regrets right and 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 i and I welcome with with grace and ease any type of pushback or, or conversations around it and disappointments too, and I think that's a part of my growth thank God, is that to let go of the no, people pleasing right now I wish you could let that all go. It's- yeah, and it's and it's something that I'm I'm working on, right? Because it's, it's it's helped me survive for so long. But I'm letting it go, and I double down. What you say that finding finding God within breathwork, within nature, within different modalities of which I'm learning and practicing in, and not just that for myself. Now I share that with with teenagers. I get invited to speak at at uh, at Shabbaton's and to and to work with with young with young people. Um, and also with adults, right? Even from tonight, where I see them being brought back to the to the God which they were brought up into, or who they forgot, or they for, remembering their own power, they're loving their wife in a deeper way, they're loving themselves in a deeper way. How could I not? Of course, I I'm head over heels. I'm in love with this, and I and I thank God that he, that when I did my first breath book about over a year ago, that. I, I got to download to to learn this and to share it with people. So yes, within me, there's different parts. The loudest right now is the way I'm showing up. Like for me, this Right, I hear that. Is in that and I'm also sharing and showing another side of that, like, yes, there's also, you know, it would it would be a lie for me to say one hundred percent like yo, this is who I am. Like, yeah, I, I'm still in that. I want people, I guess I guess what I'm saying is like I want people to to know like that it's it's all part of the journey, like and it's and this deep program, like I'm doing something I, there is that voice, I'm still doing something wrong. It's still there. Right. Even you know after a night is? tonight.
1: Yeah. That that voice keeps you further away from Judaism than closer. That's the irony. That's the sad irony because that voice is not yours, right? That voice, some MF or programmed you with that. It's okay, I'm going to teach you this thing. I'm going to tell you this is the way. And if you don't see it, it's because you're an idiot. Okay, but this is the way, and it's good. And if you don't see it, you're an idiot. Congratulations. So that voice that you've taken on, in fact, keeps you away. Because think about it like this. Okay, if my intention in, let's say, keeping Shabbos is because I'm feeling guilt-ridden, or a lack of acceptance, or anything else. So then, that kind of becomes my intention in this Shabbos. So let's say a, let's call it a Shabbos meal. So imagine you're invited into my Shabbos meal, and my motivation behind this is that I have guilt, right. <laughs> right over it. Then, what am I giving you? What am I sharing with you? It's guilt. If it's excitement, if it's genuine appreciation, gratitude for this. Then, isn't isn't that something much more beautiful that I'm that I'm sharing with you? So it almost feels to me like the the process, and I see Judaism today much less as a religion, a religion in the sense that um, these are truths that we just have to stop thinking about, right? Like okay, conversation ended. We said this is what it says in the book. You can't think anymore. Um, I see it more as hey, we're people with a heritage. And a teaching and how awesome to be able to to be reconnected to it and to understand it and you know i always go back to king david king david what he says in the psalms and he says taste and you will see that god is good i always think Mm. so much of this stuff is not it's not good it's not good Mm. you know i was in a plant medicine ceremony i know this may be hard for some people to to um to connect to but um if they haven't experienced it but I was given the, like, you know how you keep saying during your um, ceremonies, you say, I invite you to try this on. I invite you to try this on. So there was an invitation for me to see Shabbos. And it just felt like such bliss. I don't know, like raindrops on my forehead or something. I mean, it was like, <laughs> wow, this is, like, is freaking awesome. And a few times I've been at different experiences um, about Shabbos. And very religious people around, and very um, a lot of uh, ritual and the practice, and exactly what it says in different places, and very you know taken very seriously. But I didn't feel the raindrops on my forehead. I felt guilt. I felt shame. I felt fear. I felt these other things. That's what. That's yeah. That's what you served, and that's what I ate, literally. And it didn't. It it didn't jive with what I had experienced about mm. what. On this plant medicine journey, it was like, hey, here's the essence of Shabbos. You want like, the essence of Shabbos and the feeling? It's this. And those th- those, those didn't uh, jive. So I-, I went a little bit off on that, but I think that, like a little bit off on a tangent, but I think that it would be important, most likely, to drop some of those things if you're going to reconnect in a meaningful way that's not only going to inspire you, but potentially inspire others. I mean, just imagine doing breath work from guilt. We can do it to anything. You can raise a kid today, okay? You can have a kid, and you just do all the same rules with breathwork. Breathwork is the best. And if, you don't, if you're not getting everything out of it, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it, you're an embarrassment to me and to my heritage. And to my, we can tell them whatever we want. Totally. We can taint it all. Okay. Yeah. And then let's say he does it. Let's say you convince this kid to do it reluctantly. And I'll walk into a breathwork ceremony, and maybe my kid will walk in one day and I'll get one big pile of guilt. Mm. like, who what? No. <laughs> For the record, I don't walk into my breathwork ceremony. You don't. I don't. Yeah. Exactly. I don't. Because you, you come in with a lot of passion, a lot of excitement, yeah. tons of choice. You don't have to do this. I freaking want to do this. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So we're doing it. a podcast at freaking midnight. I love it. I don't want to do this. I I, I don't have to do this. I love it. Yeah. I freaking love it. I don't know why I love it. I love having these kind of conversations. Totally.
0: And and you know what? And I'm coming through the healing process. I, I've come to forgive and heal and, and, and maybe love is a tight word right now, but uh, appreciate the journey of all that pain, suffering, disconnection from self and from God and and from the deepest parts of myself to get to a place now where I'm able to, shed shed it all step into a power and start to 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 connect with god and it doesn't look necessarily like how i grew up in but through these unbelievable beautiful tools and modalities that god gave us yeah and um and it's different and it's and it's and the world is waking up to it and to be on the forefront of that and to be a part of that is um is unbelievable and that and i have so much esteem within that and and confidence it helps continue to heal me and and brings me closer to to God, so I don't I don't apologize for that, and um, I don't apologize for who I am today. It's uh, it's it's actually I think a beautiful yeah. invitation, and part of the reason why I love this conversation is for it allows people to see a new perspective and to uh, see the, the complexities and the different avenues in which one could yeah. shed old beliefs, old programming, reconnect um, through different ways that are, exist that are holy, that are kosher. Um, only for the benefit of, of yourself, for other, your
1: family, friends, they're all going to benefit, and ultimately for you to connect to your to God. So do you find that people have because you're almost talking about breathwork in the way I hear people talk about plant medicine. Do you feel like people have questions or skepticism around? A little bit? This? Really? A little bit, yeah. What, you're going to lie
0: down and you're going to breathe? <laughs> People get scared around. Um, yeah, but yes, there are. I've had conversations with people around breathwork who feel like it's a voidazara, Zara, who who may think it's breathing. Yeah.
1: Okay, I thought it's only plant medicine. Okay, no, good. There, it's, I'm there, learning. It's still, there's still
0: hesitation. Um, that it's a
1: very desire to breathe.
0: Yeah, because then they also start thinking like you know they don't also know right. So they maybe think, oh, are you doing anything? Any are you burning anything? Or maybe this the playlist that you're playing. Is it um, a, a playlist that that stems from like you know other traditions and stuff? Which is something to talk about and something you know there's different. Sure, you know yeah, okay, and that could be it. that could be um, very spe- specified for the for the program, um, for the breath work. But at the essence of it all, when and when I continue to ask them why why why, it gets to a place of fear. It gets to a place of they're scared to open up Or to, afraid to look at that thing Or like why My life is okay Why should I look at that thing That I bury deep inside Okay so this is the that's, point That's where it, That's where it goes down to So initially it'll be It'll be first like, it's, if I it. it's not the way to do it I get it through learning I get it through this I get it through that Why? I don't need this And then And they may use religion Get what at, through learning Right? Right, <laughs> right. Oh the, my connection My higher self I may uh, My opening Whatever you're getting Mayor Whatever you're, people are walking away from In breathwork, I get that through if I bring in, I get that through learning I get that through okay tutorial. listen
1: if someone does great great and great. for those who don't
0: there we go
1: we got breath work we got yes, other things searching. wow that's fascinating to me that cause to me it was you know sometimes when I'm having a conversation about plant medicine with someone and they have all these questions like okay just try breath work I didn't realize that there are some people but I That who would see that in some the same way. I mean,
0: and and there's also still like, I which is similar to plant medicine as well. And I think where therapy was like 23 years ago, where people like didn't talk about it. Like I went to my therapist, you went to therapist. Um Still now, with, even with breathwork, I know with, it's and with plant medicine it's starting to open up more and more people talking about it. But there's still like. I don't want anybody to know that I went to the breath work. You know, I don't want anybody to know like,
1: you know, like I, I did this thing and the other people who are like, okay, yo, I just I came out I'm, of
0: breath work and I love it. And they share about it and, you know, and, and it's all good. I, I
1: guess I'm too far.
0: I guess I'm too far gone. <laughs> I didn't you're, know you're this. in it. You're, 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 No, I didn't know this. You, I know you're living, I you live in a paradigm is, where it's just, this yes. is what's, what's going on. This is what everybody's doing. And, and why not? Yeah, Should but the there's breathing. still hesitation. It's, it's still people still opening up to it, and I think that's why it's important work that you're doing. Just normalizing it, having people talking about it. I think it's, it, that's what we need to do. It's again, it happened again with it was what alcoholism was, you know, 50 years ago. You're doing that with sex addiction and porn and porn addiction, making right. it normal, normal and okay, and and moving, removing the shame. Same with therapy. With therapy was hidden for 34 years ago? Now it's like, oh, you got a therapist. My therapist you're my therapist. So I think the next frontier is for plant medicine and breath work and these other modalities are just like cool that's what you're using great i'm actually doing this it's just an you know open conversation
1: i was thinking about this the other day is that um this i have heard so i'll be talking to someone and mention that hey well, you know let's say that they present a problem to me i have a family member who's struggling with i don't know pornography or depression or whatever else so i'll you know as i start talking and maybe talk about some of my own experiences they'll say oh, well, do we really need these tools? Why can't, whatever those tools could mean, you're putting breathwork in there, but let's say a plant medicine or other stuff, why can't we just use therapy? And yeah. so you know what the irony of that is? The irony is that if you think about therapy, right, traditional therapy, you're walking into someone's office and they're, you know, they're kind of in a position of authority and they're sharing their values with you. 99.9% of the time, whenever that's happening, that pers- those values that are being shared with you, those um, ideas about life, philosophies, if you will, are not rooted in Judaism at all. Any stretch of the imagination. In fact, they're often anti-spiritual, in some way. A lot of therapists are not are not even allowed to approach. Right. Um, I, I was working with a therapist for years who was religious, and he told me in multiple occasions, like, "I will never." Although it is my worldview, a spiritual worldview, I will never go there with you because I am not permitted to as a therapist. However, with plant medicines, you've um, or breathwork, which is um, a lot of the ceremonies you you lead, people will tell you, "I found God for the first time" or "I experienced God for the first yeah. time." So the experiences, the final experiences, are actually much more compatible with Judaism. At the end of the day, yeah, because hey, it's supposed to be spiritual. Right. One hundred, and I'm also not pushing any uh, like
0: specific worldview on There's you no at worldview, all. Breathe. No, no, just breathing. I'm and throwing so some affirmations. Up. I'm throwing in there about love. I'm throwing in there about acceptance, self-acceptance. I you know, stuff that could like you know open somebody up to their heart space and to get them grounded, and maybe release some sort of forgiveness or some sort of trauma. But it's never like directed and specific to manipulate, bring someone to a specific outcome. Correct.
1: Correct. Yeah, so I think you should adopt this world view so you'll feel a little better about yourself. No, just breathe. No, and see what comes up. Yeah, or take this, um, you know, medicine, whatever that might be, and and see what happens. I'm just going to sit here on the side, and we're yeah. going to see what happens. And you know what it reminds me of is when Twelve Steps first came on the scene within the Jewish world. There were a lot of uh, Jewish leaders who were very skeptical of it. Mm. said, how can we be going? First, of all, a lot of them were in churches. How Correct. can we be sending people there? in order to get help, don't we have all the answers and, you know, pick whatever the it books. is. Yeah. Musser, Qasidus, Kabbalah, why do we need to go, out? Why, do, why do we need to go out there? And uh, I repeat often what Abraham Twersky said, That's he cool. says that if, um, I agree with you that these books are great, this farm are great, uh, but I don't know a room of people who read any of those books like their life depends on it. But I do know a group of people who read the book of AA like their life depends on it, so I got to, I got to send them there. I'll keep sending them to church basements. But this was not the mainstream view. Today it's become the mainstream view, but at that time it wasn't. So one of the things I heard is that there were certain rabbis who got much more comfortable with a group. I think it's called SRG, which is Secular Recovery Group. Mm. And they said, <laughs> right, go to. <laughs> don't don't go to the 12 steps right Uh, Too spiritual they use these words like god um go to secular recovery group which is essentially atheists trying to heal so the value system is antithetical to judaism but because we often are so afraid of spirituality Mm -hmm. or anything that might rhyme with it like breath work yeah (laughs) right right Right. we get so scared that we send someone like now we're sending someone like go to a therapist Mm -hmm. do you know the values of a lot of these therapists you have no idea they're oftentimes not at all compatible with it but how many people do we see using utilizing these practices like myself and many others um utilizing these practices who are reconnecting to god reconnecting to judaism Mm -hmm. reconnecting to their heritage reconnecting to their people reconnecting to their families yeah
0: yeah it's um, it's it's unbelievable unbelievable. yeah
1: it's yeah it's unbelievable that um again
0: the fear also the unknowing right we just of uh holds back the real healing and and and, and it's really supporting our loved ones and or even ourselves into
1: into real direction into real uh healing right are you 100 right that the uh like this whole like avoid desire idea like at the end of the day like how many times you hear it mm-hmm. it's a hundred percent just like rooted in fear yeah 100%. yeah it's a fear it's a mechanism it's the hide behind right. not that there's no basis for it anywhere Right? I'm sure there are some stuff that are sure. incompatible with Judaism in that way right? and are <laughs> idol worship or whatever else. I don't, I don't know exactly what idol worship means, yeah. but I'm not an expert on it or even – I barely understand it. But the, I'm, I'm sure those exist, but it would be very easy if someone came to you and said, okay, give me like 100% kosher breathwork. You're like, you know what? We're not going to do anything. I'm not gonna do music, not an affirmation. The only thing is gonna do. I'm gonna teach you a breath, and you'll lie there, and there'll be a mezuzah on the door, <laughs> and whatever you need is gonna be. Yeah. You'll wear a yarmulke on your head the whole time. Everything's gonna be perfect. Yeah, they'll still give you some.
0: Yeah, you know. I think I, from 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 the conversations, it's normally like they're saying, "Oh, I get these, I get this." Wherever you get in breath work from the other places. It's usually they're not being honest with themselves, and we'll hey, talk.
1: They're not being honest with themselves. They're saying not... the breath is from a certain.
0: No, I'm saying like you, I may get an answer. I may get a, a response like just like what you get through breath work. I get it through you know doing is going to mikvah, going for bringing. They're not even doing that. It's just it's just conversation. It's just a way to hide away from what they don't know, what they're afraid of, or what you know what the Welt is doing, what the world is doing. So it must not be good, right? If it's trending, then it must not be good also. Like it's, it's so a secular I'll, thing. It's, it's what, the, what the non-Jews do.
1: So I'll tell you a couple of stories. So one, speaking to a rabbi who said to me, um, you know, I've never done any of these experiences, but I understand them. I have a lot of friends who've done LSD and other stuff. And I get the same thing from this. And I said, like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you've learned a lot more than me. I mean, she certainly has. But are you telling me that you're going to learn a mimer and it's going to drag you into some childhood generational trauma, and you're going to release it during that. Like, I'd like to be in that class. (laughs) I'd like to know know about this. So that's one. I, I think what they're saying is they're misunderstanding what it does. I think what he meant is, I don't think he was lying. I think what he meant is, is that he hears about different realms that people are accessing in these states, and he's like, oh, I can get an understanding of the, those realms or maybe even an experience of those realms through learning Chassidus. And I'm going to believe him. Why Why wouldn't I believe him? Sure. But that's not the same as healing something that's like healing something really, really, really deep. Some of these, I mean, the healing I had today, profound. Hmm. I just, I don't know that it it would have come in Chassidus. I don't know that... It would be like saying i it just feels apples and oranges,
0: yeah it's and and also I think I always try to remind people is that it doesn't one doesn't like it's no steer against the other it doesn't pull you away from the other it's not they're, contradiction. Both, they're both they're both beautiful tools to, beautiful. to get you connected to, to, to Hashem to God to your religion to whoever you want one that only supports one another you you have this framework of life you have this way of you want to be in your values and traditions it's only going to make you fall in love with that even more and if you have a fear that's going to pull you away from it or like for some reason then like what's that what's about, that about right? yeah. <laughs> what's that about what's uh, so, that about yeah if a
1: little bit of breathing is going to make you throw out your religion yeah,
0: yeah. yeah pull you away it's only Going to bring you closer to what your truth is closer and what you believe be. in. Yeah. And and also people could experience like two different like styles of what goes on in breath work and maybe plant medicine and plant medicine as well. Is that there's also there's a level of clearing that takes place, the generational trauma or the childhood stuff, the inner child work that takes place. And that's one modality that works through these modalities. But also what happens is that not necessarily will that happen to you. You could also have a very profound experience where you're drawing in, you're not just like releasing Correct. things that don't serve you, but you're also drawing in Deep teachings, awarenesses, a deeper connection of gratitude, love, connection, holiness, appreciation for your parents, for teachers, for for abeim, for for the Torah, for Hashem. So it's not always gonna. It's not always necessarily a dark excavation of old past, you know, True. beings. It's also. A very, it could also and be a very beautiful, loving, compassion, holding of expansion. So the next time you learn a it's a whole. It's a, It's a deeper experience.
1: I, I think it wouldn't take a lot for, I mean, if you just speak to a couple of people and they'll find plenty of Jewish sources for what for for what you're doing. I, w- I was interviewed by uh, Gedalia Fenster the other week on his podcast. What a flux? Hey. <laughs> and he said to me, <laughs> and he said to me, right, he was here first? <laughs> yeah. 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 Who's got Who and published he, it first? That's what matters. And he said to me, he said to me that, um, we're talking about different different things and he said that Reb Nahman of Breslov says that breathwork, or he called it breathwork. I'm sure he's a different word. Mm. Not aggressive Does a certain thing. I forget what. I think. I think he said it's like something about expanding the mind or, or something like that. So I'm sure if you put a little time into it, yeah. if you wanted to, there's certainly a lot of um, sources. Yeah, within Judaism, yeah. that reference breath work I mean, it's
0: yeah, totally. And and there is, and I and people know that I'm so passionate about or that I'll get like a snippet here or there or someone sending me something from like or like you know or like yeah. some old capitalistic Kab- book about like breath and inhale and exhale and so there's what out there um, stay tuned the book's coming out soon I mean I, I would love to um, compile those horses into something, but yeah, that's that's been a thought of mine and a dream of mine. And there's it's so deep in our. It's sort of what Arya Kaplan did for meditation for so long. People yes. thought it was something you did in the East, and it was a Vedasara too. I
2: know.
0: And uh, and he was like, "Yo, actually, it's all stemmed
1: in our tradition, and <laughs> right. it's
0: deep and it's amazing and it's wonderful." And thank God for that. You
1: no, know, and the fact of the matter is that we need some of these tools because a lot of people are suffering, and that's. That's where a lot of the search is coming from. And it's low
0: barrier entry too. Yes. Low barrier entry. You don't have to, learn, you don't have to necessarily like, you don't have to be ahead for books. You don't have to like know Yiddish or Hebrew or transliteration. Right. Like it's low barrier entry.
1: You mean how to breathe? Great. Right. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very sad that um, I, I guess one way, it's, it's kind of a tragedy in a way that religion can be used to prevent someone from accessing God. God. That's what you're saying a lot of people find there. Yeah. You know, I was um my my wife and I was um another flex. So um we F and I, my partner, we helped um sponsor the Vayikra portion of the Kutzikas in English and Bamidbar portion because through actually plant medicine journeys, um I reconnected with Maybe the importance or the potential value of learning sichas mm. and learning, you know, learning it in the original. And some of it came from, I think, like the way the message was given to me was, "Hey, you may have a little bit of an unlearning to do about the Rebbe, right? Such a, such a, um, a figure. It was such a dominant figure in our childhood. Yeah. And then a lot of people used the Rebbe to support one thing or another. Do you know the Rebbe says this and the Rebbe says that and look at this letter and look right. at this. Right. So in that, it was like okay, without noticing it, I I had a, a respect and admiration, and certainly for a lot of what he did. But another part was, hey, if he knew everything, then how come this happened, right? So th- there were definitely some questions, some some questions around it, and some things that didn't feel quite right. And it said, hey, you were you were taught about there was such a dominant figure in your childhood, like maybe instead of. It's affected me, right? It's for sure affected me having that kind of powerful figure being spoken about by a lot of people totally. and what he may have said, or they thought he said, or they wanted him to say, and then they repeated to me is going to have an impact potentially lifelong. And in there, there was this realization that, um, maybe I should unlearn whatever anyone told me about this man. Mm. And I should relearn him from myself. And, uh, probably a good way to do that is just, just read his books not to listen to anyone's stories or anything right. just read it in the original so i started with this in english and uh shortly thereafter i remember when i first got my hands on it i was like wow this is like a personal development treasure trove mm. and i did a podcast with shay's tab another flicks um <laughs> <laughs> shopping all the names <laughs> i did a podcast with shay's tab where we spoke about that like it was just about you know the baruch person personal yeah. treasure trove and i'm like Hey, am I learning these sikhs correctly? Because this is like some pretty profound ideas about ways to handle life situations yeah. and perspectives and everything else. And he's mm-hmm. like, No, that isn't a perspective of the Rebbe. That that was his work. That's exactly what he was trying was to just, yeah. get. That is the personal <sighs> development. That's yeah. what he was
0: trying to get. And that get goes through. back to the it's in our own backyard. And of course, what our grandparents and parents were saying was true. It is in our own backyard and it is there. And like, man, woe to me that I spent a bunch of my years in, in my teenage years, in my formal years learning that I didn't get that, sad. And I'm, I haven't given up on it. Like I'm, I, I still, I try, I try to learn what I can and I'm learning other things and I'm tying it all together. And I believe that it's there. Um, and I think, that, and what's wonderful is like rap like rabbits like Chase Taub and R.Y. Jacobson and others um, and, and new schools that are popping up now that are recognizing Yes, let's now let's let's take this incredible teachings and all the wisdom that we have and also teach it and formulate it and build a container for these beautiful young children and souls that are not fighting the KGB in Russia or have to survive some, you know, some Middle Eastern thing, but rather here we are and 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 package it for for them. And have love and compassion for the
1: questions And for the journey that they may go through as well through Yeah, it. which is certainly meant to be the Jewish way And it's not even the Jewish way, it's, it's the Chabad way yeah. That's, it's, it's the Chabad way Yeah, and life But is... they kind of ask the question of What's your background? Oh, you grew up? You grew up this way? Yeah Okay, so here's the, here's the paper for we're going to sure. off Oh, you didn't? Oh, you're just like a long-haired hippie Your father, your parents grew yeah, up in of course. Uh, California So let me tell you what it says We're so accepting, and we're so understanding and Totally We make Yeah make you should totally do that. That could be a great skip, by the way. <laughs> okay, let me give you an idea. So you That's go to weird. Chabad houses. Hopefully, they don't recognize you. Yeah. And in one, you go as this, you know, California hippie. Yeah. You know, and you see how they talk to you about Judaism. Ellie, I've done this already. <laughs> I did it, it when
0: I went before, because my name is, you know, I'm a, I'm Geisha, so I I was backpacking in India, and I ended up going to Chabad house. And I was there with a couple of Israelis and a couple of other Jewish people and we were there, was like you know, for a Shabbos mill. And then we and you traditionally go around, you say your name, where you're from, and a story or a song. The icebreaker around the table. Right. And it gets closer to me. And I'm like, I turn to my these friends who are Jewish friends who I just met and like, you know, watch this. And uh And throughout the whole time, I'm like, you know, they, I'm dressed total backpacking style and, uh, I have long hair back then too. And a lot of warmth, a lot of welcoming and, uh, just like any other backpacker. And then when it comes to my name, I say, you know, Mayor and I see his eyes pop up Mm -hmm. and I start like a niggin, like a a song (laughs) that's deep, you know, from, I, yeah, I I really, you only know from a a 2 a.m. (laughs) ringin', And, uh, and he lost it. He's like, what? and, uh, and he he was great, and he was very loving afterwards. And also, there was a, the whole talk around what are you doing here, what's going on. Like, there You're was right. that little shame, <laughs> go back home. Da da It's got. Yeah. So there was that, and, and a lot of love there too. But there was, and, and that was on the lighter side of things. So yeah, right. Automatically, there's a, a total diff- different, uh, different, differentiation between the two. I think it's a difference like you. What do you mean? You know the answer. You have it. So why why go anywhere? what's start your life? And I think we have more time and grace for for our 20s, for our 30s, for anybody, even their teens who are going through the questions. It's like, life, thank God. I mean, we have long, healthy lives. And just because someone isn't living the life that a parent or a teacher wants for them in this very moment, which is a projection of whatever youth it is for them, there's a long life. You're for sure not going to get anything if you're going to push them away, hate on them, shame them, and guilt them. And cut them out of your life. Rather have why not build a connection and a relationship where you they feel honest you could be open and talk and discuss and see the love that you have around your family, around certain things and, and hug him and and yeah. and allow that there's a long life they could grow let the, let it be a journey it's a journey, you know and uh, I, I don't know I think there's, there's there's space for that
1: yeah I think there's a lot of space for it I think it's um I think it should be encouraged right if it's not if it's not working for someone yeah. It, if if it is, God bless. Yeah, God bless. You know, I already you
0: know. see it for already now. Like people, at the head of mine is like, what do you mean? But you have to have it all figured out before you get married, because once you get married, you have kids, and the kids it'll be very confusing. You have to know oh, who you are. parents are, are perfect. I'm that good. I bring that up because I'm a single guy. I have no kids, but I'm just saying like that, I feel like it's always, always, also part of the conversation of the next step. Like, but there's, there's a time limit
1: here because. But maybe there are a few women who are trying to figure out also.
0: True. And also like, why not have an honest conversation with, with, right, with your partner as you grow together and have you have children. There's a new conversation around and and, uh, let them perhaps grow up in in a, in a household where there is, um, discussion around things. But I mean, Yeah, but they'll be confused and maybe they won't know. You have to... Cool, cool, cool. There's always going to be a, 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 I think, an answer back. The life that I want to live, and the, and the family that I got willing want to have, or partnership I want to have first, and then the family got willing, would be one of exploration, and where we support each other in our journeys. And there may be questions, and and let the children grow up, and oh, it's going to be more difficult. What's life about? What, I'm going to, I'm only going to pass on what I was convinced to believe, and, and from a place of ingenuity to my kids. No, I, I want it to come from a place of love and excitement and an F yes towards life. She yes. taught me it, yes. and not an F no. <laughs> let F yes. And if I don't know the answer, I won't know the answer. Right. But one thing is for sure, I will, God willing, love and cherish my child no matter where they find themselves, no matter what question it is, because that's the essence, not the religion that the child is um, practicing. It's the child. It's the soul. It's, it's that person. It's, I'm not here to, I'm here to guide I'm here to support and keep them safe and then allow them to blossom and share their gifts and think, yeah, with the world. But
1: I really don't think at this point you have to defend your journey. Like, that's all. I mean, it's, I think that, you know, if you continue on this, it doesn't matter what happens with your path. It doesn't matter where, where like, you yourself go. Um, but judging by tonight's turnout, right, you're probably touching a lot of Orthodox Jewish people. Yeah. For sure. Current, past, but I guess more, more importantly, in some way, I think that no doubt, like I said, wherever you'll go, you'll reconnect a lot of people to their to their Judaism, and I I can say for certain, my Shabbos next week will be different and filled with much more gratitude as a result of the work with you tonight, hundred percent. And I think the same is true with a lot of um, with a lot of other people who who were in that room. So anyone who thinks that your search um, isn't guided. By God doesn't believe in God, yeah, true. I like mm-hmm. that, yeah, and I would say you know i started saying earlier that in terms of the um you know I was talking to the um person that runs the organization a long ago and I said, I just want to let you know that um regardless of what you think about plant medicines, but it is <laughs> it, it is what helped inspire that, so if you think the cause is a good one, just know. That is a drop of ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> you said, oh, you girl, I'll pick it up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, my it's there. It's there. Yeah. And it um, it was a big part of the um the the inspiration to um to share that with others. I think there's a you know beautiful knowledge and beautiful stuff in there. But but in order to access it, in order to reconnect with it, I'm not I want to say like I'm there, but I don't have the baggage. I see when you talk about Judaism, there's still a lot of baggage that you're carrying. And I, I don't have the baggage, and in order to let go of the, the baggage, and to be, to be able to reapproach it with excitement, is—I I don't want really to say reapproach it because I'm not—I'm not going back to where I came from. I'm not. This is mm-hmm. not the one. Oh, you—you you grew up from, right? Keynote speaker and then at the next no, the no, convention. no. That was a religion. That was a religion. I'm not going back to religion. I have no interest in religion. I'm gonna search for God. And if I find it, and I find a connection to my people, and I find it in the heritage, like King David said, tasting you will find that God is good. So I will taste this stuff. I will, and a lot of the stuff I have have tasted delicious. Not all kosher food is delicious, but I think we can get better. I think it's, I think it's possible. <laughs> I think it's possible. <laughs> right? and that tasting you will find that God is good. I think that, and for me, in order to get to that space, it took removing all the guilt, removing all that programming, moving of. The all the judgment of what people think I should do or shouldn't do. Yeah. You know, I had, if I for a while had to reverse. Oh, you're going to think I put on a yarmulke and therefore it means this. It doesn't mean anything. It literally doesn't mean anything because whatever you think it means, you're putting into some other label or some other box of a person you once met before. I've never been. Mm. I'm brand new right here, right now. And a lot of that is thanks to the breath work we did tonight. Oh, so thank you. <laughs> well said, yeah. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Ellie. Ellie, it's, it's, it's great to be able to be part of and give back to you so much what you've given to me in my own personal journey. So it's, 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 all this full circle, you know, and, and, uh, and, and I really, I really appreciate hearing that. And yes, and, and I, and I do admit to it and it's, um and it's imperfect. This, this conversation, this podcast is a little imperfect because it shows, it shows a side to me, right. Where it's not, you know, I'm not fully standing in all that clarity yet. Like there is that, there's other parts of me. Um, but thank God what's the loudest voice, is the voice of keep going. Keep you're on the keep path. Searching. You're you're okay, and and God is with me, and
1: um, that's certainly my voice. That's yeah. My, I honor I honor it, and uh, if you ever need a an attorney to represent you in this dimension or another dimension, you got me. Amen, brother. So. <laughs> I love you. Thank you. you All right, so we turned the cameras off for about 120 <laughs> seconds, and then a conversation ensued. <laughs> so we figured, okay, let's uh, let's get this on because yeah. you know the more real, the more real the better. Um. So, I want to show what you're saying. I mean, you're having some jitters around some of the way this uh, represented you, and then I have my thoughts obviously on it, so listen, I, yeah, the conversation is definitely uh, the podcast is
0: flowing in a way that I didn't expect it to go.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't have any expectation, but not this, which is highlighting the, the i guess my humanity, which is within the confusion the, confusion the confusion that I'm within and it's and and those yes, the confusion that I'm within as I trudge this path of of Religion, not religious, orthodox, orthodox. you know, shedding visually, lo- looking differently, internally doing something else, being judged, being shamed, stepping into my power. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where you, I think, maybe are in some ways a couple steps ahead of, of the journey, but I guess everybody's journey is their own journey. No, I'm not a couple steps ahead.
1: That's not the process.
0: The difference, I guess the difference is, is that you don't have that confusion. You're just,
1: you're doing what is, I don't know, now, now I'm missing words here. Right. I, listen, I don't have that confusion. But I have another confusion. One, you helped me clear up tonight, right? So that's our path. And our our paths have intersected in really cool ways. Yeah. You know, and you've shared that, um, you know, you've shared that my path was in some ways important to your path. Yeah. Right? And your path has been important to my path. But we both had to deviate from the path that other people thought was the perfect path for us in order to meet each other on that path that we can be helpful to each other. Yeah. And... I guess I guess I think it's so important that we captured this for two reasons. Number one, I don't think you'd be confused with this that much longer. It's going to clear itself up because this is all this is all what they call narishkaiten. It's all it's all nothing. It's just be a, it's just mental gymnastics over nothing. That's really what it is. But so many people are going through it. And I think what we captured in this discussion is the confusion that so many people live with. It's like, man, life is miserable, but someone told me about this thing that's supposed to work and I'm supposed to feel like shit if it doesn't. you understand this thing? Yeah. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's it's so deep, and as much, as much as much work as I've done, I've dance. done I've done so much work on myself. I've done plant medicines. I have a lot of awareness around therapy, inner child, and attachment theory. I have all this stuff, and and the breath work, which has been massive. And yeah, it's and yet it's still very deep in there. It's very deep, and it's shown itself tonight in the sense of of that confusion and the self doubt, and 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 even expressing the voices of other people, which I I can label, and yet still do it. I still do it. I right. still I'm 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 still bringing it up in this conversation instead of.
1: I guess something else that could have happened so i said it before this is where it's at right i said before i want to say again is that the reconnection to judaism which some of the critics you think you have uh, um want you to do that will happen when you eliminate these mental gymnastics they are not a process of reconnection they're a reason for the disconnection yeah that's that's what it does it's It disallows people from feeling God in the practice. That's what's crazy. I was there. I was in it. I was doing all the stuff. I was doing all the stuff, the Shabbos and the kosher and this. But because it was programmed in with all this garbage, I didn't feel God. Exactly what you're saying. It wasn't felt. Once I was able to remove all that programming and then reconnect with it in a way that's true for me without any of the guilt, I can do it. I cannot do it. You know, recently... And for me, it's like a, this weird hybrid. I don't, I didn't say like I'm gonna take everything on at the same time. Here I am. I did, no Shabbos I've spoken about. I have not become like one thousand percent kosher. I haven't. But recently, I said, hey, maybe I'll stop drinking non-kosher wine. I lit. I have not made the decision whether I will or I won't. But I've said no a lot recently, and we'll see where it goes. We'll mm. see where it goes. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it feels. Yeah. We'll try it on. And that's all. And that's all. Yeah. It's not like this, it, it doesn't come with guilt. I don't feel like I'm a walking contradiction. That's your opinion. Your opinion. I was talking to someone today and he says, um, Oh, do you feel like there's some picking and choosing within Judaism? Like, how, how do you find that? I said, so First of all, everyone picks and chooses in practice. Everyone picks and chooses in practice. I don't care. I'm, a, everyone. I'm not totally. everyone. Yeah. Everyone picks and chooses. And practice, everyone. Yeah. And if you're not sure what I'm talking about, okay, uh, look at the way some people mistreat their body. Who claim to be very religious, isn't that a violation of ushmartem asaf And you should guard your, you should protect yourself. So everyone is picking and choosing. Everyone is picking. And choosing, let's be clear. The picking and choosing where it gets dangerous is when we start redescribing the ideal. So we say, oh, no, Shabbos is not that important according to Judaism, and then you, know, you have the reform and the, all the other stuff where they start twisting things mm-hmm. um, and say, no, that's not actually. So that's where it gets dangerous, where you start negotiating on what the ideal is. I'm not here to tell you something is not kosher, it's kosher. What I'm here to say is that any part of it to embrace is meaningful but I can only get to that place when I don't have the guilt and the programming and all the other filth that people put on top of me. And I, I hope and pray for you to remove that and anyone who's listening to you who's either offended by it, thinking that, um, oh, how could you be could you be? So now you're a filth creator in my opinion, so clean that out so you don't put on other people because you're disconnecting them from God. And then anyone who's hearing the same confusion that you have, I hope. I hope to have the strength to clear it up because it's it's freaking hard. It's freaking hard.
0: Yeah, it's really hard, and it's there, and and I was I've been able to label it, and it's 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 come out in this, and yeah, it, it takes hard, and it takes multiple, you know, going in there and looking mm-hmm. at it, and we've, and making those voices softer, 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 raising the other ones, and you know, surrounding, using the tools that we mentioned today, and surrounding yourself with good people, good friends. Um, to, to start remembering, you know, what, what feels true, what's in line, and, uh, and following through on that path and trusting that it's, right, the shackles of shame and guilt and the other voices, it's always going to make one step forward, two steps back, and it's um, releasing right. releasing that more and more. No,
1: I, I just feel like it strips away the spirit of the thing and injects in it like some completely different, we have the, the, the practice. And some guilt around the practice, and then the whole spirit of it is completely annihilated. Yeah. You know, if you think about prayer, I mean you, you pray today? I did. Right? Do yeah. you pray I mean like Jewish prayer or you pray?
0: Oh, I prayed. I, and I mean I prayed, no, my own words right.
1: and um, but it took some time right. and yeah, prayed to God. Yeah. And that, like I'm sure felt meaningful. Yeah. Right? And yeah, connection it was real, it was helpful. I prayed else. before multiple times today. I prayed before I went to breath work. And and how many times did you and I both pray as children? Uh oh, I mean at least we talked And there was today. zero of the intent, yeah. zero, zero of the connection to prayer, zero of the anything. There was no no sense that I'm communicating with anything, that I'm getting something from it, that there's a relationship being developed. None. Mm-hmm. None I did it, I did it for years. Yeah. I did it for years. Right. So I don't know, someone has something to say to you, someone has something to say to me. You had your you had your opportunity with me. You had it. I was in your system for twenty years. You had me from when I was
2: Mm.
1: a baby nothing no thoughts no ideas you taught me the language you taught me the ideas and I'm grateful for it I have a lot of it today that I can now reconnect with Yeah, but you have an opinion <laughs> an opinion I was suffering I walked out of it suffering I walked out of it suffering yeah. I don't know all I would say is that if I was if, if one day I go on to create a religion <laughs> if one day if, if, if I'm in that role right of um, teaching educating guiding from a, a a young age, and people didn't turn out the way I wanted. I would take personal responsibility instead of leaving them with some mm. shame and guilt and confusion over. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, I think the yeah, I think in my journey and this happened more recently. I think and this is why is that I, I I've come to recognize that I have when we talked about this off camera a religious trauma. Like I just never recognized that. I never put. I never, was anybody like, able to say that. I just danced around it um i think it's important to just to say that like yeah to embrace that to label that cool that's what it was that's what it is um and not again separating the religion not saying religion is bad or this religion is bad but there was definitely trauma in the way it was you know brought down in that way way. in in my mind
1: i associate religion like negatively like the word is negative yeah
0: it does it does i
2: know
1: yeah yes it (laughs) does it's a negative word yeah yeah because i think it's like so once we say something is a religion, right? like for example, if I said COVIDism is a religion, which it totally was. right? If I say it's a religion, I'm not saying something positive about it. What I'm saying is, is that there were certain truths that people said that we were not allowed to question. We just didn't have a right to question because they were, they were circular truths. They're true. Why? Because they're true. Why? Because the people who are important said it. Why did they say it? Well, they said it. You can't question it. And if you go against it, you're a bad person. In Search More podcast has a sponsor. Officially, OKClarity.com is the place for anyone in the Jewish community, whether you're from, not from, religious, not religious, all that's cool, to find a therapist, psychiatrist, coach, nutritionist, anyone in the wellness space. So this ad is both for those people looking for any of the above. Find the right one. You can go on their website. Scroll through their choices. If you don't find someone, they have a concierge service, reach out to them, describe the issue, and they will help you. I've recommended many people their platform and have only heard good things. If you're a wellness professional, I also recommend joining the directory. They will get you business if you're good at what you do. Okay, Clarity also has an amazing WhatsApp status. Check them out there. We'll post a link, their website, WhatsApp, in our emails, and wherever you're watching this in the show notes. Check him out and let him know the Insertion More podcast sent you. The data points at the opposite. Well, you don't get to have that opinion. These are the experts, right? And then it just keeps going on and on. So it's the same thing. The teacher said, what did the teacher say to do this? And if you do this, you'll have a good life. But I'm not because you're not doing it right. That's yeah. how do you do it right. Don't ask questions. Yeah. So, from, from someone who's listening to this
0: podcast, what do we want them to leave from? I mean, I don't, my my story around my confusion around religion, breath power, breathwork. I I mean, it's I mean, I'm open to hearing it. I think it's. I, go ahead. And yeah, I would say like maybe the idea of you know I'm trying to, trying to salvage this in a way, but not in the sense that to walk away with. Um, yeah, I guess they're not alone in the confusion. That you could also walk the path, keep asking the questions, and also take take care of those voices, recognize
1: them, label them, see them for what it is, and then slowly let them go, shed them away. First first of all, it's not for us to say. It really isn't. I got something from this conversation. I hope you did too. If someone (laughs) recording happens to get something from it, who knows? Mm. Who knows? I don't know. Some guy may watch this whole podcast and decide they haven't listened to a Fish album in 20 years, and that's what they go going to do with it. I don't know what they're going to do. How am I supposed to know <laughs> what's going to happen with it? Uh, but what I do think, what I do think for certain, is that what you're describing is not unique, that there's a lot of people sitting in this state of confusion exactly where you're at. And for some of those people, hearing it from you will help them see it in their own life. And I can tell you that, you know, I did a podcast, Flex again, with... A gentleman named Omar Pinto. I love Omar. Omar. <laughs> and we called it "Forgive, uh, forgive me for my guilt." And basically, it's like God, forgive me that I ever had guilt. Forgive me that I ever introduced guilt into this relationship. How horrible of me! I heard the teachings. I heard that I'm a son of God. I heard it, but somehow, despite hearing that I'm a son of God, I also thought there's all sorts of guilt attached to me not doing things exactly the way someone told me mm. that it should be done even though i see they're miserable right that right. whole thing and somehow i'm sitting here with guilt and it's like oh man like i've ruined the whole relationship imagine a son comes home to your father and the father says wow i'm so glad you're here what brought you back he says i felt guilty <laughs> <laughs> oh my son <laughs> welcome <laughs> no, home right that makes you feel so great <laughs> right yeah, yeah 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 it's true right. it's crazy so i screwed me for my guilt and why was it so important for me to do with omar was because Omar grew up Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. And he had so many of the same thoughts and so many of the same ideas and so many of the same fusions. And I'm not judging your confusion. If anyone, the, the that, like I'm sharing certain things about it. Why? Why do I speak so passionately? Because I was there. I saw it. I saw it how this stuff that was standing in the way of my peace, standing in the way of my joy, standing in the way of being a, a more present husband, a better father, who I want to be in the world, standing in the way of that was all this religious programming that I thought was good. That's why I'm passionate about the subject because I'm like, wow, I'm accessing something today and some of what I'm accessing is a reconnection to Judaism and what was in the way was all of this crap around religion that people programmed me with. Yeah. That's that's what I'm talking about. And doing it with someone from a completely different religion and um, breaking news, Jehovah's Witness and Judaism can't both be true. Okay, so here, is having, um, having, or whatever, both Jehovah's Witness and Judaism, both can't be true. And having two people who, you know, were introduced to their religion at a very young age mm. and are coming to similar conclusions like, okay, something's going on here. Someone is believing all of these ideas and having all of this guilt and they're wrong. So hey, let's all take a giant step back. And I don't know but I do know that I was taught by a person and people are fallible. So let me do this a different way. Maybe I'll breathe really freaking deep and see what comes in and that will be my truth. Is that so bad?
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. Yeah, oof. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I appreciate that. And once again, I mean, I guess it's showcasing the role that you you play in my life in a big way, which is a, a beautiful, not know, mirror, but... A, you know a reflection as to like oh interesting okay cool i gotta do some tweaking over here there's something to you know to to look at and shift over here um and it's 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 good to know it's 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 helpful because yeah you know i have been wondering what it is that's been blocking me from
1: the next level what what's what's blocking you going home with your father that you feel guilty if you don't go why that's like that's so obvious it's one plus one equals two but then you'll talk to someone and what do they do you're not guilty that you haven't called home? Okay, you think I'm running like and you think you like, the whole thing doesn't make any sense. Of course, of course it's of course it's control. Of course it's programming. Of course it's nonsense. Of course yeah. it's a, of course it's not the thing. It doesn't yeah. taste good. And King David said, taste and you will find that God is good. Totally true.
0: What's hard though, and I'll tell you what's hard and this is getting vulnerable here, is that mm-hmm. is doing the process in in in, pe- in front of people's eyes. You know what I mean, and and that's maybe what more I mean. Not to cure as much, and it's less so. <laughs> but I'm doing this process online, mm-hmm. right, where most people, where a lot of people, have the ability to do this in in a room where no one will know or offline. Not and the guy you're sitting talking to. No, no, right, right. You are you do, no, right, you bring you a lot, and it brings a lot of courage. And I guess now being in the hot I, I only respect it even more because it takes a lot to be able to to do that and to and and to show that. Uh, This is what's going on. And you shouldn't
1: do it for this reason, but I have a suspicion that you'll feel more acceptance after this podcast than a lot of the other ones that maybe were a little more polished. Mm. Let's see what the feedback brings. And also, I don't care whether I get accepted or not. (laughs) Like I said, if you need an advocate, (laughs) if you need an attorney, (laughs) right here. (laughs) Aye, aye. I got it. Thanks, Mayor. All right, we did two podcasts in one night. (laughs) (laughs) So we had a breathwork ceremony, ice bath, Two podcast. podcasts. Wow. Pretty successful. What a night. And it was fun. It didn't feel like any work at all. No, not at all. <laughs> it's great. Guilt free. <laughs> <laughs> right, Mayor. It was thanks, fun. Thanks, brother. Yeah, nice. it was great. Thank great you so much. It was,
0: thanks for having me on the podcast. I've been a
1: big fan of it. And now maybe next time you can flex that I was on the podcast. I definitely will. <laughs> I definitely I I mention you all the time. I mention your breathwork. And I do want to give thanks. like an absolute shout out for for what you do. And I've worked with a lot of breathwork people and a lot of healers. You got a gift man. Like one hundred percent. You're like you're a freaking shaman, <laughs> oh, man. I've done I said twice with you Amen. in a room, and the healing that was
2: created—like
1: you now like for me, for the people there—it was like, wow, you created space, man. Thank Very you. Very powerful. Thank you. So, it's got a, a five-star review for me, and I hope anyone—you're uh, mostly in California, right? California, but I
0: travel. I travel all over the states. I travel all over the states. I'm a lot, yeah. bunch in New York, upstate New York. So, someone wants to follow times.
1: you, and where you're doing
0: yeah. your work? Where do they? i have Mayor Kay M E I R K A Y
1: and they'll they'll know where you're doing breathworks yeah
0: post about my breathworks out there and different different retreats and god willing they'll be hosting and
1: other yeah. awesome and you do one-on-one stuff yes I do one-on-ones
0: as well do I do virtual, virtual as well breathwork and I do in the in-persons whenever I travel to different city so yeah yeah, yeah definitely awesome. definitely that's Yeah, awesome. reach out if you have any question around the breathwork I'm happy yeah. to
1: to share and guide yeah and this space is open for you when you uh, when you like to use it Thank you. So we're, we're running out of capacity for the amount of people you're bringing. How <laughs> <laughs> willing really, man. That's true. that's this fans. Yeah. Keep growing awesome. Thank you, man.